This is Trek FM. Helling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Tuesday, June 17th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today. Anovos wants to make you a badmiral, and Star Trek MMO coming to fluidic space near you. First up, one of the perks of reaching flag rank is the uniform. There's no doubt about it. Anyone who has seen more than a handful of Star Trek episodes has noticed that admirals get to pimp their threads. And it seems that there is something about those shoulder pads, that gold lining or the belt buckle, that turns an otherwise understanding new admiral into a badmiral. If you want to command the room at your next convention, Anavos can help you do it in style with their new painstakingly reproduced Starfleet Admiral's tunic. Now, this is the tunic that they finally settled on on the next generation. They went through, I don't know, maybe four or five different designs for the Admiral's uniform until they finally landed on this one. And then we saw this through the rest of TNG, DS9, and Voyager. The ever-changing Admiral's uniform has given life to a running joke that we have here on Trek FM, and it's about the Starfleet Academy School of Fashion. Apparently, when they are designing Starfleet uniforms, they try everything out on the Admirals first, because if you've ever noticed, different Admirals have different designs to their uniforms, Some of them have bigger shoulder pads than others. Some of them have more bling than others. You never know what you're going to get with an admiral. And man, those belt buckles, they love their belt buckles. There's actually an interesting story about the belt buckles in Star Trek that goes back to Gene Roddenberry's original ideas leading into the motion picture. There was this idea, I believe it's in the novelization of the motion picture, that the belt buckles on Starfleet uniforms would have some sort of biometric capability. It actually, it's almost like what everyone rumors that Apple is working on right now with the uh, supposed iWatch and it maybe having a lot of sensors in it. It would somehow uh, keep tabs on the health of Starfleet officers. Now, I don't know if that's what's going on with the Admiral's belt buckles or not, but some of those things are so out there that you feel like maybe they just won some kind of heavyweight badmiral bout or something. Well, anyway, let me get back to Anavos and their tunic here. This, of course, the Robert Blackman and his crew of designers on The Next Generation really fleshed out the design of these admiral tunics. And then Anavos has painstakingly reproduced this design. And they're made using the same construction materials, and attention to detail found in Anavos's own premier next-generation uniforms. That means superfine 100% wool, gabardine yoke, and body dyed to match the original fabric swatches used by the production team on the next-generation, fully lined interior for maximal comfort, which is good. I don't know if those admirals are really that comfortable on the series, though, so I, I have a feeling these are going to be more comfortable than an actual Starfleet uniform. And they have the antique gold piping. Uh, They have the Mandarin collar uh, down center of the chest. 
and they're going to be available in burgundy and gold mustard. Now, you might be thinking, gold mustard, why would you have that? It's the next generation, the the burgundy, the red color. That's command. Well, this gold mustard version was actually seen worn by the head of Starfleet security on Deep Space Nine. So if you really want to go specialized there, they're going to have that one for you as well. Now, they also have authentic flag officer rank insignia. Those are available separately. And the estimated delivery time for this is going to be December 2014. So if you're thinking of being a bad Merle at Las Vegas this year, you're going to have to wait till 2015 on that, it looks like. Now, these are pretty expensive, as they normally are, $655. But these are such finely crafted, detailed uniforms. They're the kind of thing that you're going to buy if you really want to have the best when you go to a convention. You know, I I was a musician for many, many years, and so I had to wear a tuxedo very often. So instead of renting a tuxedo, I just bought a tuxedo straight out because it's something that I needed from time to time. So if you are a convention goer, this is a great investment for you. Definitely, these uniforms, all the ones they do, they're just really beautiful, and they're worth the money if you're going to use them a number of times like that. Now, to cut you a break on that pricing, they're doing tiered pricing for pre-orders on this one. And this is how it works. The first 15 tunics that are pre-ordered are going to be $490. So that's 25% off. The second batch of 25 are $525. And then the last batch of 25 tunics that are pre-ordered are going to be $550. And then after that, If you don't get in on that first, what is that, 65 tunics right there, then you'll pay the full price of $655. And they say if demand permits, future runs will utilize this pricing by default at minimum, meaning $655 on that. So get in. If you want these, get in early. I mean, $490, that is a great discount right there. So go take a look. There's an article over at StarTrek.com. They have photos of them there. And they also have a link you can click through and get all the really detailed information about it as well and find out how to pre-order. And let me know, do you have an Anavos uniform already? And if not, have you ever considered buying one? And which is of the most interest to you? Because besides these Badmiral ones here, they do have many other ones as well. Tell me what you think about them and which ones you like most. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. You can also find me on Facebook. Just tack that on to the end of Facebook.com, I believe is how it works, and you'll find me there. Or wherever you want to hit me up, I use that username everywhere. Now, the next story I have for you today is about an online game. This is an MMO, a massive multiplayer online game that is reportedly coming from a company called N-Games. Now, N-Games is a company that has created a number of popular games, such as the Pocky Ninja series and Pocky Pirates. And I haven't played those myself. I don't know if Pocky refers to pockets or it reminds me of a snack food we have here in Japan called Pocky, which is like a cookie stick with a kind of a icing coating around the outside. And and you could use them if you were pirates. They'd be great for sword fighting. In fact, they actually made giant pokey last year for Star Wars that looked like lightsabers. So there you go. Anyway, about this game here, the premise is about fluidic space. So if you've been itching to take the fight back to Species 8472, 
you'll get your chance in this game. The story centers around fluidic space, that mysterious realm first revealed in the Voyager episode, Scorpion, that is home to the mysterious tri-legged species 8472. With a heavy emphasis on combat, this free-to-play game on Game321.com will give you a chance to create your own ships and fleets, and then you use these in battle as you make your way through fluidic space. A little bit more about the premise of the game is that Starfleet went back over and they've been trying to figure out how to get into fluidic space. And this galaxy-class starship stumbles upon a crystal of unlimited potential power and is drawn into fluidic space. So the Federation immediately sends out a reinforcement fleet filled with supplies and top researchers, and they're trained combat forces there as well, and they're going to go try to retrieve this ship. But of course, those pesky old Klingons get in the way. They intercept the fleet on its way there. They sneak their ships into the wormhole, and then they get into fluidic space. So now you've got Federation ships and you've got Klingon ships in fluidic space, and then they come face-to-face with each other. And then there's all kind of conflicts, all hell breaks loose, and then war is on the verge of breaking out. So what does this have to do with you as the player? Well, your mission is to either side with the Federation or the Klingons and join in all-out war as they fight each other. And of course, as if them fighting each other wasn't enough, there will be invasions from Species 8472. So you're going to have to fight them off as well. So that's what we know so far about this game. And we'll find out more as it's being developed and we'll keep you up to date. I'm curious to see if this actually happens, though. And the reason I say that is because you may remember that a couple of years ago, there was this free-to-play game called Star Trek Infinite Space that was being developed by GameForge. And this was really very far along in its development. They brought Mike and Denise Okuda in as consultants on the project to make sure that it was in line with canon. It took place during the Dominion War. It was set in the DS9 time period and, and actually within the Dominion War. And I remember they even had, I don't know if it was at FedCon or somewhere else, but they actually had sessions with Rene Abergenoy and Nana Visitor talking about the game. So it was really close to being launched. And then it got nixed and it never happened. And I think these free-to-play models are, they're great for us as the players, as someone who actually operates a business myself, It can be tricky to make money off of something like that, so we'll have to see. But in games, they do have many other games that they've developed. So I think there's a good chance that this will continue to be developed and be fleshed out. So let's keep our eyes open and see what happens there. I'm looking forward to finding out more about it. And let me know what you think about the concept of this game, and will you play it if it's released? You can go over to Massively. I'll put a link in the show notes. They have an article over there. They have some images from the game as well. And they have the full press release, so you can find out more about it. Now, I do have a network update for you to close out the show today. It's Tuesday, and that means Earl Grey and the Next Generation. And on this week's show, Philip, Darren, and Daniel are going to be talking about the woman with the funny hats and the great insight, Guinan. She's the sage-like bartender aboard the Enterprise D, longtime friend of Jean-Luc Picard, and they're going to talk all about the insightful barkeep, 
how she helped the show, how she helped Picard, and why she is, you know, a good fit for TNG. I think she's one of the best characters on the show, personally. I, I just can't. There are so many episodes I could not imagine without her being there, especially Q Who and The Best of Both Worlds and uh, even Time's Arrow. I know probably you don't like that one if you're listening to this, even if you're a TNG fan. But hey, you know, it's fun to see Mark Twain run around, right? Especially when he's with Guinan. So tune into that. You'll find this episode in your feeds right now if you subscribe to the individual feeds for Earl Grey or the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. You can catch it in all your favorite places where you get your podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, Blackberry, Windows Phone. We're all over the place. You can also stream from the website or grab the RSS link and drop that into your favorite third-party podcatching application. Well, that's our look at the news for today. Remember, if you're streaming Hyper Channel from our website, I know it's a short show, but if you go subscribe to it, you'll get it right there on your smartphone or your tablet or in your iTunes every single day. It's a great way to keep up with this show because it does come out so frequently. It takes a little time to update sometimes and it's hard for you to, you know, just keep coming by the site all the time. So grab that. You can also get it in the Trek Film Complete Master Feed that contains every episode of every show that we do. Now, I'd love to chat with you about the stories that we talked about today. As I mentioned earlier, you can find me in social media under username C. Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. Twitter is my favorite haunt. I'd love to chat with you there, but you can catch me on Facebook as well or wherever. You can also find the network on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TrekFM. On G+, just search communities for Trek.fm and you'll find us there. We also have forums at Trek.fm slash forums. Our contact form is Trek.fm slash contact, which comes to me by email. And you can even send us a voicemail if you look there in the sidebar on the show page on our website. Well, thanks as always for listening. I hope your week is starting off well, and I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories for you. Until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.